and welcome to Pros and Dimes. Good evening, everyone. Good evening, everyone plus pros. This episode today was sponsored to you by the Kirkland brand sparkling water. Let me guess where you bought that at. Do you know what Kirkland brand represents? The, The people of Kirkland County? I don't know where that is, but um, possibly. Do you know what company is probably behind that brand? Costco. Oh, it's actually Sam's Club. No, no I'm just kidding. Of course, it's Costco. <laughs> why would I? Why would I sponsor Sam's Club brand sparkling water? It's Costco brand. Yeah, I don't like you, pros. <laughs> You're mean uh, to me. You're intentionally mean to me. And don't think for a second the audience doesn't pick up on it. They know. So uh, anyway, I, I did a taste test with the sparkling water, comparing it to LaCroix. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't compare it to LaCroix. I compared it to Wegmans brand sparkling water. I did a, a double blind uh, randomized controlled trial. Um, so what I did, you ready for this time? This was pretty clever of me, I think. Um, I took two glasses and I wrote on a piece of paper, uh, Wegmans on one and Costco on the other. I then labeled the glasses and then I poured the respective sparkling waters into each glass. Okay. I'm with you so far. I then, I took that piece of paper that had the labeled product on it, and I folded it up. I folded it up, and I put it underneath the glass, and then I took a piece of tape, and I taped it underneath the glass. Okay? Okay. I then, I I had my girlfriend with me for this taste test. So I I then, you know, played... uh, What's that with the uh, the clamshells where you you know you try to guess which one the coin is under three the balls? Three card Monty. Three card Monty. I did the little three card Monty move with the glasses to confuse myself, but obviously, you know, if I kept track, I probably could you know inherently remember which one it was under. So I then left the room, and then I, my girlfriend didn't watch any of this. I then had her do the the three card Monty with the two glasses. So then we came back. So neither of us knew. Now we had the labeled glasses that could not be seen to the naked eye without um, taking off the tape from the bottom of the glass and finding out what the label said on it. Um, We now had two uh, randomized double blind uh, glasses. One filled with the Wegmans brand of sparkling water. It was the lime flavor we were sampling. And one with the Kirkland brand of sparkling lime water. It was the same type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, I mean, if we can't even get the flavor right, that's bad. But the question was, could we tell the difference between the flavors in the two waters? And can you guess... How many of us were able to get the answer correct? And which was which? 
Well, since you're going into so much detail, let me go out on a limb. You both were able to choose the Costco brand Herklin water over the Wegmans brand. Um, not only that, we found that they both have distinct flavor profiles. Uh, so the the Costco brand, <laughs> you're going to kill me on this tangent, I know. The, the Costco brand has a, a more subtle flavoring. It's more like a hint of lime in a sparkling water, where the Wegmans is more of a full-bodied flavor. And it's so full-bodied, it almost tastes a little fake. Because they're like putting on the flavor too much. Now, with, with that being said, my girlfriend actually prefers the the lime flavor of the Wegmans brand. Um, but I definitely prefer the flavor of the Costco lime sparkling water. And there is a difference. It's it's uh, the the Wegmans one went much bolder with the flavoring. Uh, the Costco one did not. So that's that's what we found. We were both able to correctly identify Costco and Wegmans brand lime sparkling waters. Well, that's good to know. I thought it was a pretty clever little experiment. I we'll, think we'll the do experiment it. is clever. This that it all. Uh, uh, uh. We'll. Um, I'll tell you what you've. You've probably not, not had neither of those sparkling water brands. We'll, we'll, we'll do a randomized controlled trial the next Pros and Doms live. How about we do that with, with, with alcohol? Or excuse <laughs> me, I'm not supposed to say that. With tasty adult beverages. Oh, tasty adult. Well, so the problem with Costco in New York State is they're not allowed to sell liquor. Oh, oh liquor. Do um, they sell they beer? They do, yeah, they do sell beer. I don't think they. I don't know if they have a Kirkland brand of beer. <laughs> if we could c- compare like Bud Light, to Bud Light Kirk- Lime to Kirkland's to- best lime malt beverage, <laughs> to Kirkland Light, I would I would waste the money on spending because <laughs> you know they don't sell them less than a twelve pack at Costco. I mean, if anything, it's probably like a thirty rack. I would commit to, to spending oh, the money. Yes, to, yes, that's a that's a combined pros and doms purchase. You, you can take the rest with you home if you want, but um, I'll if make they a make homeless a homeless guy really happy on my way out of town, <laughs> Kirk Kirkland brand beer. Do they? Oh, they! No way. Are you serious? Contract. Contract brewed for Costco by the Gordon Beer Brewing Company under the name Hopfen und Malls. And since mid-2009 by Matt Brewing as New Yorker Brewing Company for the East Coast market and for Central States by Minhaus and Regal Brow Brewing. So, so they do make a Kirkland light beer. It's a, it's a 48 pack. <laughs> no. <laughs> They make a 48-pack of Kirkland no. brand. Yeah. 48-pack. What the hell is that supposed to be? They don't... Um, I don't know. I don't know if they sell it at this Costco, but they do sell it, and it's called... Uh, they. Oh, not even that. They make Kirkland handcrafted ales. They make Kirkland light beer. 
in Kirkland Light Beer, they don't even go to call it anything. Like they don't even tell you what type of beer it is or anything. It just says Kirkland Signature at the top, which is their signature logo. And all it says on the can is light beer. Like it literally just says, this is a light beer. We have to pick one of these up. <laughs> we can sell the other 46 cans on Craigslist that weekend. I don't even know if we dare open two cans. I'll just have some of yours. But there is a Kirkland brand of light beer. I didn't even realize that. But um, if we can, I mean, the real sad part is, is you can't buy like a six pack of this. You have to buy a 48 pack of this, which is probably the same price as like a 30 pack of something else. Is what I would imagine it a to be. Thirty rack, get okay. eighteen cans free. Costco invented a new beer size, forty-eight. What do you call a forty-eight? Do you say forty-eight rack? Just say. I think you call it good luck. A quad dozen. Yeah, I'm just gonna head to Costco. I'm gonna pick myself up a quad dozen of. Uh, Kirkland light beer. Get me a get me a near fifty rack. I, I think that's the comparison is Kirkland light beer to Bud Light. Well, there's I only guess. one way this is gonna this is gonna be tested. <laughs> it's live on pros and dams. I don't want that much beer. I don't, I don't want, want that no. much crappy beer. I'm not gonna drink it, dude. No, it's not worth it. I mean, can we buy singles of like, can we buy like a can of Coors Light, a can of Bud Light, have the Kirkland Light? You're saying that we can't get the Kirkland Light in any other quantity but 48. Maybe we luck out and they have like a craft your own six pack there. I doubt they do. And we just craft our own six pack of a Coors Light, a Kirkland Light, a Bud Light. You're gonna be there before I'll get there, bros. So you 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 find that out. I'll do the research and then we'll we'll see if this is feasible or not without buying like a hundred beers that nobody wants. We'll reconvene. We'll reconvene. Um, you know any friends that like enjoy NASCAR? No, no, no. We have no way to get rid of these. Then great. No. No. Okay. Well, uh, we can make some money and sell them at a um, at anyone tailgating at a country concert. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, ooh, I don't know. Alcohol sales of a shady off-brand beer, <laughs> nonetheless, at a country concert. Well, if if we're tailgating it as well, because I imagine this beer doesn't go bad either. No. You know, if it's like if if we have to put it off till next summer and we end up going to a concert and we have that year old beer sitting around. We'll be fine. I think people I think people would probably pay more for that just to try what the heck it was than like a Bud Light. That sure. I I think just the fact it says it doesn't even really say anything on the can other than light beer. I hope they have it at this local Costco. We'll we'll see. I don't see why not. I don't think I don't think Costco is very regional with what they stock. 
I think they have everything at all the Costco's except for the liquor in New York, but um we'll we will see. We will see. Anyway, Kirkland brand products are pretty good. Uh I prefer them, some of them even to the Wegmans brand brand products, and those are really good. So that's where we're at. Okie dokie. Um, they even have craft brewed. Okay, we get, we got to get off this topic. I'm done. Pros is done. Pros Thank is you. Done. Yeah. Um. So that's not why we're here today, Doms. Thank Thank the powers to be. <laughs> the Kirkland brand is not why Pros and Doms have convened at the podcast room today. What why what has been our convening mantra, our convening call to action? So the theme the past few times has been security. And I know people love uh a podcast about security, but we have to um take a step step away from the physical security that that we've been talking about recently and uh talk about mental security for a second mental security mental security this is like emotional security it it could be it could be construed as that it's it's more about construing the security of your own mind to remember reality Okay. So, Dom, I wanted to talk to you today about something called the Mandela Effect. The Mandela Effect. Okay. Mandela Effect. And I know what you're thinking. That sounds an awful lot like the last name of a world leader named Nelson Mandela. That is exactly what I was thinking, bros. Uh, And that, that, you, you would be correct in saying that the the Mandela effect was named after Nelson Mandela. So, uh, so the story goes essentially uh, a few years ago, this woman was at some sort of conference. I don't know if this was some sort of political conference or something like that. And one of the speakers brought up Nelson Mandela and, you know, said something about him that took her off guard that like made her go like, whoa, wait a second. And it wasn't anything bad. It was just that it, it was uh, discussing that he died, um, but that he died. No, no, I don't want to give this away. But when do you think Nelson Mandela died? Was it in this past decade, this past 10 years, more than 10 years ago, Dom? No, it was in this last 10 years, I think. Okay. Okay. So, so I, uh, and I, uh, being a child of the the tail end of the 80s and then of the 90s mainly, um, maybe we weren't exactly exposed to this. But uh, apparently, a lot of people at this conference that this woman was at thought that Nelson Mandela had died in prison in the 1980s. No, 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 no. He was, I remember, he was released. Yeah, well, the, yeah, that's what I remember learning 
in school. I mean, I, I think that was not that we could spend a lot of time on Nelson Mandela, but I remember he was released from prison. There was that movie made in, in um, about rugby in like 2009 or something. And it kind of had to do with like South Africa and apartheid and stuff. And it talked about him being released from prison. Okay. Um, but what she found was she thought that the Nelson Mandela had died in the 1980s. And then she started, she, uh, she went to a, you know, a cocktail hour after this conference and got to talking to a bunch of other people at the conference and a bunch of pe- other people said that they thought the same thing. Oh, and okay. so, yeah, so, so basically, um, that's how this whole uh, effect has been described. It's um, the Mandela effect. It's another name. Uh, the other true name for it is a false memory. Um, and then this is just going right off the Wikipedia article. It's a psychological phenomenon where a person recalls something that did not happen. There's a growing body of evidence that false memories are created whenever memories are recalled. So it, it's in the way we remember things that, uh, that you know, we, we create these false memories or we place things that, that would make sense that they would be there, but then we realize they weren't actually there. And that's the kind of security I'm talking about when I refer to the mental security tonight on the podcast. Um, I have, I I didn't know that it was called the Mandela effect, but you know, I've often said in my limited years on this planet that adults use their imagination more often than kids. So um, I think it would be fun just to go through, since you haven't really researched this and I didn't really want you to before the show, I think it would be fun to go through some of these phenomenon things that got me. Uh, Now, the Nelson Mandela thing did not get me. I knew Nelson Mandela died, I believe, in 2009. Um, And there was that movie that came out um, in 2009. um, And I... What I can't remember what the heck it was called. It was called Oh Invictus. It was about rugby. It had I think it had Matt Damon in it. Clint Eastwood directed it. Kind of a cool movie. Okay. Yeah, Matt Damon was in it, and uh, Clint Eastwood directed it. It was eighty nine percent. Uh, looks like on Rotten Tomatoes. But anyway, that's not why. I don't want to talk about the Invictus movie. Um, so let's go through some other examples of the Mandela effect and how I've been affected by these things. And the group conscience, I feel, of like society has been affected by these things. Okay. So um, I'm going to, it's kind of hard to um, describe these things to you without sending you a picture, but I'm going to do my best because this is kind of our radio show. Um, and I think it could be kind of fun. So, uh, as you were growing up as a child, there was, uh, there was a group of books. It was a a book series involving a a family of bears. Yes. I'm aware of this group. Um, and one was called mama bear. One was called papa bear. I think there was like baby bear. 
like brother bear, sister, like none of them actually had names, but the family had a name and it was kind of a German sounding name. Mm-hmm. Are, are you on the same page with me? I, with I have petite? the name in my head. Okay. Do you care to pronounce or spell the name? I don't, I definitely cannot spell it, but I know it's, it's, it's for a fact. It's Bernstein. Bernstein. Well, so how does, how the, that last four grouping of letters, how would you spell that? Steen. S T I. I N that one. So it's, it's spelled. Um, so most people think, and I, I know by the way you're pronouncing it, you say that they say that again, Steen. Bernstein. Steen, right? Like, mm-hmm. like if you were to spell it phonetically, you would say S-T-E-E-N, right? Yeah, something Just like to, that. Something like that, right? Well, <laughs> let me throw this little doozy at you here. Not only is it not Bernstein, it was actually called Berenstain. Bear, what? There was an extra E in there, so it, it's most people think it's called B E R N S T E I N Bernstein. The bears were actually called the Berenstain Bears. So uh, the correct nomenclature for this, and this is on all the books, it's B E R E N, so Baron. And then stain, like a stain on my shirt. So S-T-A-I-N. What? Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's mind is blown because everyone as a child remembers them as the Bernstein Bears. Yeah. Not the bear. But even um, apparently there was a kid show uh, made a- after these books. Uh, it was a cartoon. I s- no. The, the, the our county youth bureau brought a live action musical to our local playhouse that I oversaw the promotion of and was with the actual Bernstein Bears dressed up in human form. We did a VIP lunch, and then I brought my daughter to watch the the show. I've met the closest human incarnation of the Bernstein Bears, and I did, I wasn't pronouncing the name correctly. And you you definitely weren't pronouncing the name correctly. But not only that, if you were to try and spell the name, because I heard you try and spell it, and you were going to spell it like Stein, like S T I N E. Yeah, it, yeah, you would never have thought it was Stain, like S T A I N. And I'm here to tell you, you might want to get a background check on those bears because I don't know if they were imposters or what, but they definitely weren't the. Oh no, we we bought, we bought, we bought. They they no 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 no. I can assure you, <laughs> we paid we paid good royalties for the the use of the burns. <laughs> well, that's probably why you got. Uh, you may have gotten a discount on the royalties if you didn't spell the name correctly. Oh, that is a mind-blowing thing. Isn't it, though? And that's uh, that's like the... 
That's like our version of the Mandela effect, I think, is what everyone tends to reference is the Bernstein Bears as opposed to the Berenstain Bears. Well, I remember reading a lot of other stuff, bros, about like how eyewitness accounts are, are some of the most unreliable evidence. Um, uh, you know, just because of a person not being able to correctly see, be able to actually recall correctly. Uh, oh, absolutely. Because you, you, um, if you're missing memories, I mean, how I think it works psycho- on, a, on a psychology level is if you're missing a piece in your mind, your mind will just put that piece in there. So it does its own like little video editing and it's recalling that memory. And so filling it's like, in the blanks. Yeah, it's like, oh, I wasn't recording during this part, so I'm just going to put what I think probably happened in there. Wow. So uh, I have a couple more for you. Oh, okay. Well, now I'm intrigued. <laughs> um, so uh, we all remember uh, the, uh, the group of uh, cartoons that were made by Warner Brothers. Uh, I can pronounce the, I, I'm just playing with you, um, it, it, Looney Tunes. I'm aware. Looney Tunes, because the pronunciation does not affect this. Okay. Do you care to spell to me what Looney Tunes, what, how Looney Tunes is spelled? I got this one. L-O-O-N-E-Y-T-U-N-E-S. Okay. Uh, oh, 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 okay. All right. You You were not tricked by that one. Um, well, this one got me. Uh, I always thought that the tunes was spelled T O O N S. No, I remember I have that image seared in my head from countless the, hours of watching. Of tunes as in music as opposed to tunes as in cartoons. Okay. Yep. All right. Um, and I think how that one got me is there was also another cartoon on it when I was a child called Tiny Toons. Tiny Toon Adventures. Um, and Tiny Toons, ironically, was spelled with the T-O-O-N-S. So I think I probably just... Oh. I think I deleted the, the, the one tune and then just put the other one in my memory to save space, you know? Okay. Um, all right. So I'm, I'm a little disappointed that one didn't get you. Uh... This other one is going to require some more visualization, um, but and it, this is probably going to be difficult to to conjure up in your head. But I want you to try and think about this one: the Fruit of the Loom logo. Got it. Okay. What What are you seeing in your head with the Fruit of the Loom logo? A bunch of different fruits. Okay. Is there any other thing in the Fruit of the Room logo besides fruit? A leaf. A leaf. Okay. Is there any sort of basket or cornucopia in the Fruit of the Room logo? No. No? No. There's an <sighs> apple and grapes. Mm-hmm. And a leaf. I don't know why a leaf was in there. <laughs> That's I think it. there, I think there is a leaf. Um, okay, so this one did not get you, but it did get me. Um, I always thought that there was a cornucopia 
with the fruit spilling out of it in the Fruit of the Loom logo. Well, this one I cheated on a little bit because the only thing I have visual is not the commercials, the 90s commercials where the guys were just dressed up in the various fruits. And there was never a cornucopia okay. guy. So that that ah, I, I got, uh, but okay. I, I, I got it on a technicality. Because you remembered some right. sort of official commercial. Right. Okay. Um, I mean, so those were like the big three I had. Um, I mean, the the Bernstein one I think is the the most widely known one, and it was it was funny. It got you too on the pronunciation and everything. But else. I worked. Um, I worked with the Bears. Like, not the Bears, but I worked with actors and actresses dressed as the official licensed Bears. <laughs> well, maybe the licensed Bears are spelling their names wrong because the, every all the books and the, the cartoon show was spelled Berenstain. And in the cartoon show, uh, when they're doing singing the intro or something, it says Berenstain Bears. Like Berenstain Bear, like they're pronouncing correctly. it like it's spelled correctly. So nobody knows. Nobody knows how it's spelled. Apparently. Oh, oh, I got you. I got a good one for you. Um, remember the the toys as a kid growing up? Um, like it was like it had like the yellow plastic tops and like the red plastic and you could ride in them. Oh, those, those cars. Like Fisher price. Does that? Yes. The cars and other, mm-hmm. other stuff made by that company. Do you care to spell F- out? I Fisher price. Cause this C-H-E-R one. H E R price P R I C E. All right. All right. So this one gotcha. No, there's no C. No, and and I, I'm a pretty good speller as well, and I would have spelled it the exact same way. No C. <laughs> um, it's it's Fisher Price, like Fisher, like a Fisher man, like F I S H E R Price. Oh, really? P R I C E. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, it's just these false memories we create that. Um, uh, you know, my mind was blown by the Fisher Price, the Fruit of the Loom. Somebody made remade a logo of Fruit of the Loom with the cornucopia on it, and I just assumed. I thought the Mandela effect was that it, it you know, we always thought it didn't have the cornucopia, and it did, and it got me that there was actually never a cornucopia there. This is interesting, but I think the application of this in like real life is even more scary, bros. Like how how often is somebody, you know, in a position of power, and it doesn't have to be a federal government or a political type of power, but just a, a boss where this is happening and they're making real decisions in the present based on what they feel. Because, you know, the Bernstein, Fisher Price, all these things, you're a hundred percent certain that you know the answer. Right. When you never really do. 
I remember um, 20 years ago that guy didn't pay that bill. We're not giving him credit to start a new account. That was never him. Right. <laughs> like, like, I remember, uh, you know, like a startup company like, you know, Apple or something with Steve Jobs. Like, I remember Steve Jobs. We're not making semiconductors for them. They, they, uh, you know, back in the 80s, some executive is, you know, saying that because... No, no, that was actually um, that was IBM that actually stiffed you on that Absolutely. bill, not Apple. <laughs> yeah, and they lost out on billions of dollars from that decision. Um, I got I got one more for you. I'm not much of a comic book guy, but we all know Spider Man. Spider Man. How how is that? How does the word Spider Man appear? On the comics. Like if, if you were to spell this for me and spell it, every symbol that appears in the word Spider-Man Straight. on the comic. Yeah, Spider-Man. Could you do that? So it just, yeah. it's straight Spider-Man. <laughs> well, get ready to have your mind blown again. Um, no. There is a hyphen there's a hyphen in Spider-Man. It's hyphenated. And the creator, Stan Lee, did this because he didn't want uh, it to be confused with Superman. So they hyphenated it. And I guarantee you, if you look at a Spider-Man comic right now, it's going to have that hyphen in there. It's not straight. So even looking at it, your brain just filters it out? Yeah. Your brain just doesn't see the hyphen. And every, you know, even if you look at the movie title, it's Spider-Man. You agree how this is scary, right? And how this could have real implications. Oh. Oh, absolutely. It's It's, you know... I'm one that thinks that my memory is, you know, pretty crystal clear. Like I can recall back and apparently little details get filtered out that, you know, you wouldn't necessarily think like, oh, there's no way there's a hyphen in Spider-Man. That looks stupid. Well, I'm here to tell you there is spider hyphen man. And it just got me thinking, you know, what what other ones are readily apparent, but we're just not seeing? Like, how are we experiencing reality um, differently? Um, and the, if you Google the Mandela effect and you go really deep into it, there's a lot on it. There's apparently this one. Uh, this is a little far out for the Pros and Doms podcast, but there's a, apparently this one graduate student in physics who wrote his graduate thesis on the Mandela effect and how we're experiencing alternative universes to the ones we grew up in. And that's why things are slightly altered in this universe compared to the ones we uh, passed through like at previous theory? times in Is our life. 
Yeah, yeah. So in one alternate universe, there is no hyphen in Spider-Man. And, you know, you and I agree that there's no hyphen in Spider-Man, even though there is. So we, we must have passed through that universe at that point in time. But now we're in this universe where there is a hyphen because like everything's like slightly off. It's kind of like into like a glitch in the Matrix, you know, from the movie, you know, where where everything is uh, pretty well replicated. But some things just like are slightly off that don't really matter. But, you know, they sort of do. Well, so that's a uh, butterfly effect. The butterfly effect, um, you know, you can think of it as just like, you know, you're experiencing one reality in a, another parallel universe and then, you know, you get past a certain time point and you jump to another parallel universe. And th- I mean, this kid, like, this was not like a gag paper. This was like an actual, like, submitted thesis that he he wrote in on it. And I don't, I don't think they laughed at him. I think they, you know, they gave it some credence. Or, you know, he used this idea as a way to demonstrate the way parallel universes could exist. It's like the way the collective group remembers something that didn't actually wow. happen. Because we're not just talking about, you know, Dom's experience, uh, you know, at camp where I wasn't there. You know, we're talking about something that a lot of people know about and remember. And everyone can swear up and down that it's it looks like this, but it actually looks like that, or it's spelled this way, but it's actually spelled that way. So, well, it is, it's, and it's, it's kind of yeah. cool. You know, I think in the end, it, it makes me grateful that we have this podcast. Right, this is being recorded down. And how scary would it be if we listen back and we don't remember saying, you know? You know, you could be like, oh, you know, back in this episode, you talked about the Thermopro. And it ends up being like the, the, uh, the heat expert thermometer. Some cascade effect. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I've been saying Thermopro. I love Subway Subs. uh, No, I wouldn't get that wrong. That's not going to (laughs) happen. Or, or the Danny's favorite is called like the Jim's excellent. Everything you know is a lie. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Well, bros, that will give me some pause tonight to to think about you know what I what my gut instinct is and what I trust and what I don't trust, which I think is is a fundamental piece. Like you said, security is a fundamental theme of bros and doms, but. Also making me question my sanity seems to be a one of those effects at the top of the list where it comes to. So thank you, pros. On all accounts, you've made me reevaluate my mental security and my ability to trust me. Um absolutely. And uh uh, one more for the listeners. Uh, how do you think Chick Fil A is spelled? C I K dash F I L. I don't know after that. <laughs> well, you said C I K. I think you you meant to put in the H there, and you would be correct. 
No. I always thought it was spelled no, no, chick, no. like yeah, it's, chic. Yeah, no, like no, H. no H. I C. No. No. Is there an H no, in it? No H. Oh, there's definitely an H. I think we. <laughs> you're you're having, having a I'm different time traveling now. Than I'm having right now. <laughs> I think you're having a stroke. Actually, yeah. You mean you mean it? Yeah. The pink, the purple paint smells like dizzy. No, nobody, nobody's. Um. Oh my God, we were both wrong. It's actually spelled chick. Wait, wait, what? How's no. it spelled? Oh no. It's actually spelled chick like a chicken, like C-H-I-C-K. Phil A. Wait, what? No. Uh, this is not a joke. I remember looking this up last night and I thought the Mandela effect was that it was spelled with a K and not a C. Well, self-discovery is another thing here on Pros and Doms. And <laughs> I think Pros has just come to an epiphany about his own recollection. And... um his time travel. So uh, from one time traveler to another, don't throw a quantum stone if you're if you're if you're if your time traveling machine is made out of multi multi universe glass. glass. <laughs> um. So uh, I mean, with that being said, Dom's uh, Chick Fil A opens at six thirty uh, tomorrow morning. Um, I'm gonna need you to meet me there. We're gonna get a uh, little biscuit I'm in a car chicken sandwich. On my way. <laughs> I will see you soon, bros. And uh, get your 375 and meet me at the Chick Fil A in Syracuse. Um, everyone, thank you for listening to Pros and Doms. Uh, that's spelled P-R-O-S-E-A-N-D-D-O-M-S. Uh, it's always been spelled like that. I can guarantee that. At least in this reality, it has. Uh, follow us on Twitter at the same way it's spelled, at Pros and Doms, and follow us on Insta, Pros and Doms. Everyone, thank you for listening and have a great night. <laughs>